Welcome to For Real Conversations, a podcast discussing the heartwarming and sometimes challenging world of life with our pets. I'm Lauren, a clinical animal behaviourist, and I'm going to embark on a journey to have honest conversations, discuss realities and share stories of the joy, love, occasional chaos, and let's be honest, sometimes stress and anxiety that our fairy friends bring into our lives. When it comes to our pets, the conversations here are for real. So I think a topic people often have to deal with when they're thinking about getting a new pet is thinking about what's the right thing to do for your situation. So Do you think about getting either a puppy or a kitten? Do you get a rescue? Perhaps you're not even sure what species might suit you best. So today I'm going to have a talk about my thoughts about making that decision and what the things you might need to give some consideration to are. So as I said, First, you might be thinking about what species you want to get. So do you get a dog or a cat? Obviously, both are wonderful and can bring so much joy to your life but there's different things to consider so for example if you're thinking about getting a cat there's a little bit more independence there for you however there is still quite a few things you need to think about are you going to let them outside or are you going to keep them as an indoor cat if you're going to keep them as an indoor cat how are you going to meet their needs and keep them stimulated because obviously outdoor cats have a lot more opportunity for natural stimulation but having said that there's also lots of benefits to keeping cats indoors so it's not a a kind of a black and white area it's what works for your situation equally if you're thinking about getting a dog you need to think about how much time you're going to have to spend with the dog are you going to be able to take them out for walks how much time you're going to be able to commit to training them there's lots of different things to consider once you've picked what species you want you've then got to think about do you rescue do you take on a puppy or a kitten there's lots of different things to consider so when I got my first dog Poppy she was a rescue and at that point I was absolutely determined that I wanted to rescue and while I don't regret it in the slightest and Poppy has taught me so much in hindsight She was quite a challenge initially because we didn't know much about her background. She had clearly been through quite a bit in in the early start to her life and that did impact her and her behaviour. So obviously when you do take on a rescue, there's lots to consider that you might not necessarily know all about their background. They might potentially come with baggage and that's not necessarily to say that they're not going to make a perfect pet because some absolutely will, but it might mean that you have to adjust your expectations a little bit. And I've talked about my experience of having to adjust my expectations with Poppy in episode one so go have a listen to that if you haven't already but obviously rescuing a dog or a cat is such a wonderful thing to be able to do because these animals do absolutely need a home and if you've got a loving home to give then that's obviously a wonderful opportunity I think my main advice with taking on a rescue dog or a cat is to absolutely consider the dog or cat in front of you so I think there's often the idea that rescue cats have or dogs have often had a 
difficult start to life. And obviously, in some cases, that is absolutely the truth and that they need love and attention and they just need all that making up for by being spoiled and just having the best life possible. And that's absolutely great. And if you can offer that, that's fantastic. However, sometimes actually it's the opposite that these dogs and cats need. Now, I know that might sound strange, but actually sometimes moving into a a new life with lots of love and lots of stimulation and all the things, you know, dogs and cats would ever dream of is actually sometimes quite overwhelming if dogs have come from maybe a a kennel environment or a cattery and maybe they're not used to living with people. You know, often it's quite common to rescue dogs from abroad and they've often lived in very different circumstances to our domestic homes. Some of them have never seen some of the things that they might be exposed to in our homes. So for example, TVs, posts coming through the door, traffic outside, people knocking on the door, doorbells, kids running around. There's so many different things that sometimes these dogs or cats just might not have been exposed to. So sometimes actually what these dogs and cats need is just time to settle in and adjust and get used to everything in their own time at their own speed. So that's a consideration for anyone thinking about getting a rescue. So it's not necessarily going to be the case that you're going to have a rescue dog or cat, obviously, that has baggage behind them, but it's always something to consider and be aware that you might need to have an open mind and adjust those expectations. Having said that, I think rescuing animals is just such a learning curve and a wonderful experience and I think if you can have an open mind with it then it's absolutely a wonderful thing to do but something to think about for example any any responsible rehoming charity will obviously make sure to match you with the ideal pet so for example it might not be ideal to rehome certain dogs if you've got young children, and um, that can often be very sensible. So it's really important to liaise with where, wherever you're getting your, your dog or cat from and make sure that they're right for you, right for your situation. Make sure you've got support. So post-adoption support is really, really vital, for, I think, for any rescue because it means that if you run into any problems and you're not sure about you, something with your new pet, whether that's to do with their behaviour or health or just how to look after them in the best way possible. Make sure you've got some support there and some rescue backup so that you can go back to them and they can help you and make sure that both you and your new rescue are set up for success. So I think if you're thinking about rescuing, absolutely, it's an amazingly rewarding experience. But make sure you do your research and give it some thought and make sure it's right for you and your situation and make sure that you've got loose and realistic expectations of your new rescue dog and cat and appreciate that they may, depending on their uh, temperament and their background, need a little bit extra time and sometimes some space, which can be a little bit tricky when you've got this new dog or cat. You obviously want to shower them with love and attention. So actually giving them space can sometimes be really, really difficult. But it's really useful to be mindful of the fact that if you give them that time and space and understanding initially, they're much more likely to adjust quicker and turn into the perfect pet. But remember that every pet is an individual and it's really important to treat them as such. So there's some considerations if you're thinking about rescuing. So on the flip side, you might be thinking, well, I'm not sure rescuing is quite right for for me and my situation. I really want to know about the pet I'm taking in 
I want to have that kind of fresh start and start as we mean to go on. So you might be thinking, I'll go for a puppy or a kitten instead. And that's definitely sensible in a lot of circumstances. So when I took on my puppy Ivy, I knew at that point that I wanted to take on a puppy specifically. So we'd already rescued Poppy and obviously we still have Poppy. So I knew that I had to think about Poppy and what she needed in her life. And I had to think about how bringing in a new pet was going to impact her. So that's one main reason I decided to introduce a puppy rather than another rescue because I knew I would have slightly more control over, over the puppy's experience and development. Having said that, it is absolutely not a case that getting a puppy or a kitten is giving you a blank slate. That's just unfortunately a bit of a misconception. So we know that puppies and kittens have development periods of socialization when they're really young so kittens it's up to about eight weeks puppies it's sort of three to twelve weeks obviously it's not a, a strict cutoff it's, it's it's variable but it's roughly around those periods and during those time our puppies and kittens brains are really really receptive to learning all about the world and Building positive experiences and what the experiences they have during those times are really going to shape and affect how they develop and how they turn out through the rest of their lives. So it absolutely doesn't mean that that's the be all and end all. And if they have, you know, not such a great start to life that they can't turn out to be amazing pets. However, that time is really, really important. So you're probably sitting there thinking, well, I have literally no control over that time because that's the time where my puppy or kitten is likely to be with their breeder. And you're absolutely right. So that is why it's really, really important to do your research and see your puppy or kitten with the breeder and obviously make sure that the breeder is knowledgeable and doing the absolute best to raise your puppy or kitten in the best way possible because as I said the time they are spending with their breeder is going to be really important to how they develop. So when I got Ivy I also had a one-year-old my one-year-old daughter so that was an important consideration for me. I had to make sure that Ivy was gonna fit in with family life as well as alongside Poppy and I knew that we were going to be moving to somewhere with some land. So it was quite important to me that I got a dog who was going to enjoy being out and about. And I wanted to do some more training. Poppy is wonderful, but she will happily spend her day kind of snoozing and mooching about. She's not really that interested in, in training or doing anything with me. So I wanted a dog that I could do things with and enjoy and build my skills. So I wanted to make sure that I got a breed that was going to be or likely to be interested and want to do things with me. So I went for Ivy and she is a Border Collie cross Cocker Spaniel. So she is very high energy and she can run all day and she just loves training and she loves learning. So she really did tick all the boxes for me in that sense. Having said that, she would absolutely struggle in a home with limited stimulation because she is her brain is constantly on the go and she does need a really really strict balance between stimulation but also having the opportunity to settle down in between and getting time to switch off and rest and sort of enjoy time settling 
So lots to consider. And obviously there, there are things that we all have that are individual to us that we need to take into consideration and think about how a new pet we're introducing to our life is going to affect us and affect our lives and fit into our lives. We need to make sure that we can meet their needs. So as I discussed with Ivy, she's very high energy. She needs stimulation. So if you maybe live in the middle of the city and you're not able to walk a dog very often, then you definitely wouldn't want to be getting a high energy breed. You'd want to be thinking about getting something which needs a little less stimulation and is a little bit more happy just to spend the day kind of sleeping. Obviously, I talked about having my daughter, so I really wanted to make sure that Ivy had in her early development period, ideally being around children. So where Ivy came from, she'd been brought up in a home where there was two young children. So that was perfect for me because I knew that during her early development socialization period, she had been exposed to children, she'd been around them. So she was used to the noise of children screaming and running about. And she didn't really think that much of it, which was perfect for me. Because when she then came home with me and was introduced to my screaming, loud, noisy, running about, chaotic one-year-old, it, it just wasn't a big deal for her because she'd been used to it. So really think about these things and do your research and just really make sure you're being picky about where you get your puppy and kitten from. If you're not sure it's right for you, then I would absolutely kind of listen to your gut and move on and accept that perhaps it's not the right situation for you and try and find something that's going to fit your situation slightly better. Because the more you set yourself up to succeed and make sure that your new pet cat or dog is going to fit in well with your circumstance and your life it's also really really important to make sure that you can set them up for success because if you're not able to meet their needs and you're not able to offer them with the levels of stimulation they need or social contact they need or whatever it may be then it's going to affect them and you're more likely in all honesty to experience behavioral problems so we know that both cats and dogs are susceptible to stress. So if they are living in an environment that doesn't meet their needs or that perhaps they're exposed to stressors. So for example, if you bring home a puppy and they haven't been exposed to much during the early period with the breeder and you suddenly bring them into a really busy home with loads of stimulation and loads of traffic passing by and you're taking them out for walks, they might struggle to cope and find things a little bit harder to adjust into a content adolescent and then adult dog. So really, really important to think these things through. Think about what breed you're getting. So obviously with in both species of dogs and cats, there's different breeds and they have different temperaments, different energy levels physically and in terms of mental energy levels and, and need for stimulation. Think about what you want to do. Think about how much time you want to spend. Obviously, it's ideal for both dogs and cats to have social contact. Dogs, we usually say that it's it's not ideal that they're left for more than four hours, roughly. With cats, obviously, it might be the case that if you're rescuing a cat or you have a slightly more timid kitten, that they actually is the opposite. They actually need more space and that they might like you to be present, but not necessarily kind of giving them attention and fuss. So really, really important to consider the individual dog or cat in front of you, because that's the best way to ensure you're going to set them up for success and raise a dog or cat 
that fits in really well with your home and your lifestyle. So as I said, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. You've got to really think about what's right for you. If you've had past experiences, that's perfect to learn from and think about, did that work for you? How did the dog or cat fit into your life? How could you maybe change things going forwards and think about a new pet and how they might fit into your life slightly better? So for example, if you found before you really struggled to maybe meet the exercise needs of your border collie, perhaps next time you might think about getting a breed which needs slightly less exercise. That's just a random example I've used there. Or if you perhaps rescued a timid cat before and you're perhaps thinking, well, you know, it was really, really great, but I'd actually really like going forward with a cat that's going to be, you know, enjoy a fuss and actually come and sit on my lap and actively seek attention. Then maybe you want to think about getting a kitten where you know it's been they've been well socialized with the breeder and then you can bring them home and really start as you mean to go on. Obviously, all animals have individual temperaments. So you could, you know, do your research and do everything perfectly, but you still might not end up with the, you know, the the dog or cat still might not necessarily meet your expectations. And that's fine as long as you've got that flexibility and you're kind of happy to adjust to that. So yeah, there's definitely not the the perfect answer to finding what's going to work best for you but I think the more thought you give it and the more research you do the more likely you are to set yourself and your new pet up for success and I think just enjoy the process and keep an open mind and learn about your your dog or cat's behavior because that in my opinion from my experience that's the best way to really help them when you understand what your pet dog or cat is trying to tell you then you're much more likely to be able to build a successful and positive relationship with them. So let me know your thoughts and how you decided on whether to get a dog or a cat, whether to rescue, whether to get a puppy or kitten. I'd love to know your thoughts. Thank you for joining us for For Real Conversations. I'd love to learn more about the experiences you've had with your pets. So message me on social media or drop me an email to let me know what conversations you want to hear. If you'd like to learn more about me and my dog or cat behaviour support options, you can head to my website, wagonpairpetbehaviour.co.uk. I'll be back soon to continue these for real and honest conversations. So until next time, remember, it's okay to take things one paw at a time. Hold up. 